A Cancer and a Capricorn contains explicit content and topics that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is appreciated. You're listening to A Cancer and a Capricorn, the podcast hosted by yin and yang BFFs that are willing to try just about anything to be happier, healthier, and more humble. I'm Sarah, the Cancer. And I'm Ken's the Capricorn. Each episode, we deep dive on an overall wellness-related topic or trend and talk about its origins, and then we tell you about our personal findings after trying them out for ourselves. We hope that we are able to help you find some joy and purpose today and maybe make you laugh along the way, and we are so glad that you are here. Today, we're talking about one of my favorite subjects in the world. I love that. Music. Ah, yes. And one of my least favorite topics in the world. Feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about how my favorite thing affects my least favorite thing. Um, I went down a little bit of a moody musical rabbit hole. And no, that does not mean that I did shrooms and <laughs> <laughs> pretended I was Alice in Wonderland. It just means that I watched TED Talks and read Johns Hopkins Journal, <laughs> which was actually really fun. Um, the articles that I found, I remember just thinking, wow, wow, Ken's is really... Ken's, I'm so excited for this. I was like all up in Google Scholar, like oh balls deep in Google Scholar. It was great. That's fantastic. I love that you did a deep dive on this. I'm really excited to learn from you. Um, I've been getting massive amounts of texts from Sarah, like, I cannot wait to tell you all my research on this. Um, and honestly, I didn't I didn't realize, too, like, that there's so much out there about music therapy. So I'm just really excited to, to get oh, yeah. into this and think about, you know, how can this impact uh, your wellness overall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but as you all know by now, the first thing that we have to do is hit the deck. I feel like we should have like theme music for when we are going to retrieve the deck. Yeah. What would it sound like? Like whimsical in nature. I immediately think of um, Gold Dust Woman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. You first. Me first? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. You did the research. You did the work. It's about you today, goddess. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. All right. This is like the last thing that I was prepared for today for some reason. I love that. (laughs) I'm like, like, this is literally something we always do. Yeah, it's like a shtick. I want this one. I want this one. I want this one. Oh, I love it. It's so weird. You always go for one that's like very buried. Okay. Uh, My emotions are very buried. Okay. So we have three, four, five, six, seven. Nine of Pentacles. Nine of Pentacles. Okay, so I'm really excited. I got a new book. I know that we usually use Labyrinthos, which is great. Again, you can have it on your phone. It's an app. But getting down into um, my more witchy book soul, or just the fact that I love I love books, and I love having a book to carry around and maybe something more tangible. I found a book while I was in New Orleans recently, and it's called The Modern Witchcraft Book of Tarot. And you just said witchcraft. 
<laughs> okay, well, let me try that again. I'm keeping it. Do. You can try it again. I'm just not cutting this part. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> so I found a new book while I was in New Orleans called The Modern Witchcraft. Fuck me. <laughs> leave it. Just leave it. It's okay. So I found a new book while I was in New Orleans called The Modern Witchcraft Book of Tarot, Your Complete Guide to Understanding the Tarot by Sky Alexander. Uh, and I'm just really excited to try it out. So let's find your pentacle. Give me a minute. Do, 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 do. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's so satisfying having pages to flip. And it was in the upright position. Very mm -hmm, satisfying mm -hmm. for you. Okay. Upright. Nine represents fulfillment. And this lovely card says you've arrived. You've achieved your goals and now feel secure. You've worked hard, used your skills in a uh, cumin and accomplished much. You have reason to be proud. The upright nine also re represents independence. You've created the life you desire and can now enjoy your success. A self-made woman. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so feeling, I have been feeling a lot better lately. I got my um, antidepressant dose upped and that has helped me a ton. Um, it's just kind of helped me feel more centered and grounded that's fantastic oh i honestly love that i love that you've received this card um and just it depicts you know it says it's depicting a woman with a beautiful bird and standing in the vineyard and um it symbolizes a period of plenty and accomplishment i just think you know you've been working really hard to get into a beautiful place in your life mm -hmm. and you're being able to reap what you're sowing so that's it's about goddamn time. The uh, growing season is not very long in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. It's not. Uh, but just so excited to see this for you, and I can definitely see where this card is coming to fruition in your life. Absolutely. Oh, fantastic. Okay, oh, love that. Thank you, modern witchcraft. Okay, modern witchcraft. <laughs> Oh my god, this prose is just really hitting it for us. It is finally really hot in Minnesota. It, finally, she says. <laughs> it's finally like in that crispy, like 90 degree weather. Um, it's beautiful. I fucking hate it. I hate it so much. You had your doors and windows and shit open upstairs. I, yeah. I purposely like planned my outfit to be in your house. I, love it. I was like, it's the tropics. I'm wearing shorts. I shaved my legs for this occasion. Oh I love it. I still have a long sleeve shirt on. <laughs> Just you had your hood up outside when I got here. <laughs> I burn. <laughs> Are you chilly right well, now? There's a breeze. I'm comfortable. We're in my lower level, but With if I were to be freaking down here, heat advisory tomorrow, yeah, I probably will be of comfort tomorrow. <laughs> We're gonna be really happy. Yeah, tomorrow I'll th thrive like the tropical plant I am. Oh, it's so good. Okay, well, this one's been speaking to me since we got here. Oh, wow. Swords. Four of swords. So we're going <laughs> four of swords. Swords. Interestingly, for, um, the number four has been resonating a ton in my life right now. Yeah, you said um, it was your season of fours. It's my season of fours. Um, I won't deep dive into that now. Uh, but recently, I've been working with a spirit guide that I also met in New Orleans. And I'm in a season of four. And just really, this is resonating. So four of swords. I can just like clink my frosé aesthetically in the background. Like I would love that for us. Ooh, Four like of Swords, one forty-three. That's I probably wish there was really a singing. People. 
bowl. I should get you a swimming bowl. Okay, Four of Swords upright. This symbolizes stability. This card represents withdrawing and resting in order to get your bearings after a time of trouble. Some decks show a knight lying down, recuperating after an inner and outer battle. This card often means you've been through a period of difficulty and now feel the need for introspection and solitude. You've been examining what you've experienced, trying to understand what it means so you can plan for your future. This is the calm after the storm card. Sometimes it shows you're starting to recover after a physical illness or injury. How you doing there, babe? <laughs> I'm just really feeling called out by cards lately. <laughs> they see you. They see you. <laughs> Not to get really in depth, but... The spirits have been speaking to me through cards a lot lately, like screaming, screaming. Um, it's a little rude, actually. It's a lot. Um, I'm not a big crier, but I actually like I don't really cry at all. Um, but I had a moment where I was like, stop coming for me. Like, just relent. I relent. I relent. Yeah. So this, um, yeah, this is a hundred percent accurate to. I'm on a self discovery journal or journey. I'm really working through just trying to be in my true self and just mm -hmm. trying to be. I'm working through my shadows. I'm working through my shadow self. We're doing shadow work. We're doing shadow work, and it is not cute. It is not beautiful. It is not necessarily fun and you right boo boo i'm just laying down <laughs> i'm just laying down hoping for the best yeah yep so mm -hmm. just laying down and sleepy yep both of those were really good that was really on par thank you witchcraft book both were very like you know the hard parts over yeah that was kind of the theme mm -hmm. there yeah that's comforting god that is comforting does that mean we get to have a kick-ass summer now and just like hit it hard I think it does. I think more Frosé is in the future. Clank to that. Clank. Oh, yeah. And I think there's just a lot more good to come. I, agree I feel with good you. about it. All right. Um. So speaking of good things to come, let's talk about good things that have happened and are going to happen. So we had our garage sale. Yep, we did. So we did our clearing out project. Yep. I still have to bring my remnants and mm -hmm. get those gone. So. Make sure that I do that, please. Done. Like, I want them gone by my birthday. Adding it to my checklist. <clears throat> that would be super helpful. Um, how did you guys, how did you guys do? Um, we actually did way better than I thought, considering I felt like we just had, a, like, a lot of odds and ends stuff. Um, did a lot of it get cleared out, or did you have to do a lot of trips to get rid of the rest of the crap? We did, like, 50-50. Like, okay, my husband made out, like, a filthy little bandit. <laughs> He was a, like a little niffler. He was a in people's pockets. Niffler, yeah. He made out dirty on. He just. It was ridiculous. Like people were just coming up. And they're like, yeah, I will totally buy this random thing. And like this guy walked up and he was like, do you think this jacket will look good on my wife? I'm like, yeah, Becky, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I, I, never like met her. No notes. Absolutely, yeah. it'll mm -hmm. look great on her. Yeah. So he did great. Um, and then I also had to make like one full carload to Goodwill and now we're purged. We're purged. Excellent. I love um, to hear it. Yeah, it was great. And then my mom was here, or well, my whole family was here yesterday and they took the last two remaining straggle items. We're like, what do we do with this? Not Perfect. going to Goodwill, but like also 
send it home with one of your yeah. nieces or nephews. Yeah. So it was great. So we're, we're purged. So I wrote down your to make sure you get rid of your stuff. Yes. Yep. It's all sitting on the tables still. Well, my little sister is going to be coming over to look at all my baby stuff. So okay, perfect. that stuff needs to stay until Emily arrives. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other thing that we needed to talk about? Oh, yeah. We have been starting. We ordered the, what are they called? Gua, gua sha. Gua sha. Gua, gua sha. Gua sha. Um, stools, 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 yeah. Stones. Tools. What is um, yours? Mine was rose quartz. I broke I it. Did jade. I dropped it in my tub. Ooh, sad. Um, I did the jade. I'm more drawn to green as a human. Um, honestly, love mine. Mostly because I like anything cool on my face. I probably shape is yours. Is it like the weird teardrop heart or is it like one of the comey ones? Mine's a teardrop heart. Okay. Um, and I actually use it a lot on my neck and like the the butt side. Mm-hmm, <laughs> the mm-hmm. one that's the shaped one that like the booty. Tushy. <laughs> yep. Yes. That works really great on my neck. Um, and I do face oil at night mm-hmm. um, or with mixed with vitamin C oil. That is when I use mine the most. So I like like massage it in at night Mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. i don't know if i see like any like tremendous difference but it makes me more accountable to actually put my products on my face at night oh that's a good thing yeah um because sometimes i'm just like i'll just do a little loche and go to bed have you ever noticed we've been talking about my headaches a lot lately yes you have a ton Um, of headaches have you ever noticed when you use your stone do you use it cold or room temperature some people put them in like the fridge or freezer or something. Um, because I'm a little titty ass freeze baby, I just use my like room temperature and that's still a little chilly for me. You don't just like warm it up in your pit first, <laughs> just shove it between the old teeters and just let it come to come to body temp. Um, we have a Dyson heater in our oh, bathroom. So sometimes I'll just like purr that little baby up to like 90 or whatever. Oh my God. But I was wondering like <laughs> yeah. when you use it, mm-hmm. I find that like I carry a lot of stress in my brow right here. And yeah. And I like hit my worry lines and my mm-hmm. tension spots it mm. just eases like the the headache around my eyeballs just a little bit have you ever noticed that when you do yours that's a really good idea you know now that you say that i wonder if i use it at a cooler temp if that would help because i do get quite a well i have less migraines now that i'm regimented on medication uh but still like i get migraines like near my eyes like in my orbitus area Mm -hmm. so that might be worth trying that's a great recommendation i got mine from ulta they were like 10 it was like 10 bucks and Mm -hmm. i think you said you got yours at i think i found mine at marshall's i think it was in like one of the roller gua sha combo kits i love that yeah yeah so no need to like go all out on these but i think i might try putting mine especially since it's going to be like actually warm enough the next couple days be hot as shit tomorrow dude i might put mine in the fridge go crazy with it yeah little titty freeze baby (laughs) (laughs) i love it okay this is great um so coming up in the next couple of weeks couple of months what kind of things are we going to be doing for our next wellness challenges that's a great topic especially since we're coming into summer um in the summer i feel like i can never do enough for hydration oh um, and in July, I was actually thinking about, not that I drink a lot of alcohol, but I was actually considering not drinking any alcohol. Dry July? Dry July. Are we going to do a dry July? I was thinking about doing a dry July just to see how I feel. Sure. Cause you, with alcohol, 
you tend to already, you know what I mean, dehydrate yourself when you're drinking. And just seeing how we feel. I know that's tough for a lot of people, especially with like the 4th of July and all those fun things, but why not? It's a good test of willpower, I think. Yeah, yeah. So if we want to do like a dry July and follow up and see how we feel, and if people want to join in that, I think there's a lot of other fun things to, you know, partake in and like other fun drinks to have outside of alcohol um, as, as we we're drinking frosé. frosé. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, there's a lot of other ways to partake. Um, when my migraines were really bad, I wasn't drinking at all and I felt like I could hang anyway. So I've got other ideas for, for us anyway. So if you want to participate in a dry July with me, I will... Can I skip my birthday? Yeah, absolutely. We can just start July 2nd. Okay. Yeah, I love okay, that. Okay, I'm fine with that. That'll be great. Okay, fantastic. Dry July. Oh, my God. And then I think that on TikTok, mm-hmm. we should do stage one of Operation Headstand. <gasps> I love that. Yeah, we should start working on mm-hmm, headstands. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be great. Great for um, upper body work. And amazing core work, too. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Other than, like, the stuff that we've already kind of mentioned on the podcast before, um, what else have you been doing specifically for yourself lately? Like, what other wellness-related things have you been actively adding into your brain space and your life? Honestly, the biggest work that I've been doing is really working on my shadow work and Mm. working with my spiritual healer. And that has been a new journey and just really a non-linear journey by any means. Uh, and I don't really even know how to give a progress update on that, but it's a lot of introspective work to figure out who who I am as a person. And just to be, again, like I said when we started this podcast, like how to be the best version of myself. And sometimes you have to almost get into your worst self and dig out, like shake out some of them, them cobwebs. <laughs> just clean them out yeah let the bats out of the cave yeah um because i find sometimes it's really easy to work on like the really cute and the pretty stuff uh but we tend to really ignore the the painful stuff the Mm -hmm. stuff that'll make us cry especially i do i i if it's gonna make me cry no (laughs) yeah i I won't even watch the land before time because once when i was getting a little too close to my period my hormones were going insane and i cried when littlefoot hatched because he looked (gasps) so sleepy and cute that i (sighs) sobbed (laughs) And I was Mother. like, literally, I was like, you don't even know what's going to happen 10 minutes from now, you sweet little being. Yeah. No, yeah, I can't even fair. watch that shit anymore. No, if it's going to yeah. make me cry, hard no. Exactly. Oh, it's, yeah. Like, who wants to work on that? Like, I certainly. I applaud you. It's, it's, it's a journey. So I will see. I mean, it's got no time frame, but I'm getting into it and actually did quite a bit like just even talking with it about it with my family and you know just kind of sharing where I'm at on that cool yeah being open is my first step and just letting people know like hey I'm doing this very uncomfortable thing yeah welcome (laughs) welcome to my discomfort yes we're all here now yeah how about you so what are you working on tell me tell me about you oh my god well I just got out of my latest really bad slump Mm -hmm. um I was kind of an idiot. Um, I didn't schedule my appointment with my doctor soon enough and I ran out of my antidepressants yep. um, before I could go in and get more. And that 
time between when I was taking them and when I wasn't taking them and I was trying to stretch pills and all that kind of stuff just to try to get through. Um, Because you saw one time what happens to me when I don't take them. My body gets really physically addicted to substances. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I don't take my antidepressants, even when I was on 25 milligrams, Mm -hmm. I would puke. Yep. So that was a really, really crappy couple of weeks. Um, but now that my meds are right, I have been, I've been getting outside a lot. You know Good. how much I love being outside and I've been yep. doing a lot of barefoot walking around and Good. just exploring on the property. I found some asparagus growing in my yard. <laughs> that I've was been, hilarious. Oh my God, he's so cute. He's like six feet tall. I will post pictures of him. I don't have a name for him yet. I swear you manifested that because you were, she was sending me videos of another person like hunting for wild asparagus. And then she just manifested this asparagus into her life. Shameless Mm -hmm. plug. She is adorable. And I'm pretty sure she was just on the James Beard Awards. Like got to speak at the James Beard Awards. She's fantastic. Yeah. She's real cute. You guys should go look at her. But she was showing us uh, asparagus. And I I know about asparagus, but I was like, oh my God, look at her. She's so cute. Like her as a person is cute. And literally like a week and a half later, I got asparagus in my, on my property. It's really cute. I've been eating the wild strawberries by the handful. Yeah. Just being outside a lot. Touching a lot of moss. Meeting a lot of frogs. I meet so many frogs. <laughs> I met four frogs today. I just love that that's how you choose to word that. <laughs> I met a lot of frogs. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I met a lot of frogs. Good. I'm, I'm glad they met you, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, um, I... I'm super, super, super excited to read you all this. I actually yes. like, wrote up all my stuff and I'm going <clears> to, <throat> I'm going to read it kind of, um, not like formally, I'm not going to be like a dick about it, but, uh, the first thing that I want to ask you is like, how often do you listen to mood related or mood driven playlists? Do you ever search for like calming music or sleep music or anything like that? Now and again, I definitely do, especially when I travel for work. Um, but it's probably more like sleep or calming. Sure. You don't ever like get like a pick me up playlist or anything like that or a mood booster. I know Spotify has mood booster. I'll see that, but I'm like, what does that even mean? Like your your definition of mood booster might be very different than it's mine. It's incredibly interesting that you say that because that's yeah. like all my fucking research is about. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay. That's so cool that you said that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of things can affect your mood, um, but scientifically speaking, inside your brain, the heavy hitters are going to be your hormones and your neurotransmitters. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So hormones like cortisol, oxygen oxytocin, serotonin, all of these are going to be your mood regulating hormones, um, and they can be impacted by countless internal and external stimuli, right? Uh All sorts of stuff can impact your hormones. Um, Your neurotransmitters are the chemical communicators between the neurons in your brain and your body, and they're responsible for all sorts of critical communications between all of your systems. And if those are out of whack, imbalances can happen and lead to things like migraines, brain fog, fatigue, insomnia, fibromyalgia, diabetes and prediabetes, obesity, mood disorders like depression and mood swings, anxiety, PTSD, behavioral addictions, and hormone imbalances. Holy banana. That's just if like your serotonin and all that kind of stuff, or not serotonin, your... Um, you're serotonin. I am a serotonin. That's if your neurotransmitters are not doing what they're supposed to be doing. Wow. It can lead okay. to all sorts of that kind of stuff. But did you catch the last one? 
there was hormone a lot. imbalance. Ah, okay. Yeah, issues with neurotransmitters can mean increased hormone imbalance too. So, with hormones and brain function being the two biggie, the two biggies mm-hmm. um, in our mood regulation, I did some digging to see if. Um, one of my greatest peace bringers being music, um, can be proven scientifically to impact our hormones and what it does to our brains. And it was super duper fun. So I mentioned before I watched Ted talks, I read the Johns Hopkins journal. I read a bunch of different studies and the earliest recorded date that I could find, uh, was in 1956, a man named Leonard Meyer actually conducted a study and it involved Beethoven. That's badass. Yeah. Okay, well, I love that. For us. I didn't read it because it was in the 50s. And I'm like, literally anything you're doing in the 50s, I don't trust you because we didn't even like acknowledge that our kids had issues. Back yeah, then. fair. So, like, no. Mm-hmm. Didn't bother. I looked for things that were newer. Yeah, sure. Like within the last 10 to 15 years. Yeah, that's respectful. Most mm-hmm. of my references. Um, so what I found, though, went beyond the topic of just mood and it edged into actual medical studies. Um, if you go on Google Scholar and type in how does music affect blank, just go nuts. There's stuff about like how it can impact cancer patients and how it can impact um, people with chronic pain, people who can, or uh, when people are recovering from a traumatic brain injury, mm-hmm. playing music, even when people are in comas, there's studies on everything involving music and how it actually medically impacts us. It's incredible. But what I really wanted to find was how it impacts mood. So finding those articles was a little bit tougher. Absolutely. Um, I could see that. And I was curious to ask you as somebody in healthcare um, with such a wide variety of experience, um, in what capacity have you encountered music in the field? And that could be in the form of like a musical therapy, a a surgeon who liked to play a specific ACDC song to calm himself, (laughs) behavioral therapy, anything, anything you can think of. I actually love that you asked this question. Um, There's a couple different ways that I experience music in healthcare. Number one, I love that you brought this up because actually uh, one of our really good friends, her husband, so she was a PACU nurse. Her husband was in ICU for a period of time, and she actually would put headphones on him while he was in ICU because ICU is a very disruptive environment. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people in your room. It's like a 24-7 care environment. Not that anywhere in the hospital is not, but there's just it's so much more invasive, right? There's blood pressures. There's medications. Mm-hmm. We're just always in there fiddling with you. So uh, Mary Beth, love you, girl. She would put <laughs> headphones on Bill and play music to drown out these extra sounds and noises sure. to help decrease delirium. Um, oh. And so when Bill woke up um, in, in ICU um, after he was off of his sedation, uh, the hope was that he would uh, experience delirium post his ICU stay. And his mood was much better. He was able to recover quicker. Amazing. And that was based on uh, Mary Beth had worked in PACU and she had done some research into these studies and she was just really concerned about her husband while he was in his um, that level of care. It's really sweet. There are a number of surgeons that I work with <laughs> that have their very specific needs. Like some surgeons want it quiet. They do mm-hmm. want, they want no noise at all. There are a couple of surgeons that strictly play country music, which... <laughs> Yeah. That's a brand in and of yourself, and I love that for you. Uh, there is one surgeon in particular that likes f- very aggressive rock. Which, nice. Yeah, which, I mean, more power to you. I mean, you can get really amped, which I love. Yeah. Uh, and that that uh, kind of just really brings the heat. 
for your station, um, for your for your whole group there. Um, sets the tone. It sets, sets the, the tone. <laughs> uh, when I was in cath lab, I always thought it was really interesting that they would take turns. I felt like in yeah. cath lab, and maybe maybe it's just the group I worked with, they would take turns sharing who got to play the music they like pass the they pass, <laughs> yes, pass the chord and i felt like there was a lot of camaraderie there That's which i thought sweet. was cool yeah because it's like there's no better way to build you know team build we do that sometimes around the fire here like pass the we chord yeah. um you get to learn a little bit about what your your teammates and your friends are listening to mm-hmm. so anyway music therapy in and of itself with your friends and colleagues That's really cool yeah so the TED Talk that I watched, um, that was fascinating. Alan Harvey, who's a neuroscientist and a musician, he spoke about how music impacts us physiologically. Uh-huh. Um, things like our blood pressure, our heart rate, our hormones, all that kind of stuff. It can give us chills and goosebumps, evoke emotion, and it can compel us to move. Music can do all sorts of incredible things to us, and it's universal. Mm-hmm. From the beginning of time, music has been as universal as trying to communicate verbally or with pictures um he said something interesting about how if you went back in time and you asked leonardo da vinci if he was an artist or a scientist he wouldn't understand the question because they weren't separate you know those weren't separate concepts Mm -hmm. art was just inherently part of what he was doing Mm -hmm. you know yeah absolutely that is so fascinating cool that is well, he, so he talked about all of those things, evoking emotion, how it can compel us to move. He explained the parts of the brain that are used to process music in the limbic system, which also processes learning and memory and emotional responses. Um, he had a quartet on the stage with him, which was really cool. And he showed, um, hold on a second, I lost my spot. He had a quartet on the stage with him who showed how important a music score can be when trying to um, invoke emotion in viewers. It was um, an image of sharks. And they just let people watch these sharks swimming with no music. And then they played it again, but the quartet played calming music. And it was just a beautiful underwater seascape, right? With all yeah. these sharks. Well, then they played the Jaws theme. Oh. Yeah. Completely different vibe, right? <laughs> kind of a dick move. A little bit of a dick move, but you know, it's, yeah, it's, it evokes an emotion. It absolutely does. And that's why um, scores in movies, people get really passionate about movie scores. Absolutely. Because you're yeah. enticing the audience to feel. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next thing that he did after that example is he brought out one of his colleagues who was wearing an EEG cap. So an electroencephalography cap. Yep. Did I say that correctly? Yeah, um, it won't necessarily measure mood or anything like that, mm-hmm. but this was the first, I guess you could call it tangible example um, of brain measurement, um, measuring brain activity in different regions of somebody's brain. Um, and it makes the data visible so that we can actually look at charts yeah. that show the activity going on in someone's brain. Um, and so this guy... The guy that was wearing the cap, he was like Alan. He was a neuroscientist and a musician. He was really um, intimately familiar with a lot of classical music and things like that. So when the quartet struck up a relaxed classical tune that he was really familiar with, his brain activity was just really steady and calm. Um, He had his eyes covered, so he couldn't see anything either. And they played a few notes of something a little bit more um, sharper and a little bit more dynamic that he wasn't quite as familiar with. And his brain activity picked up just a little bit. It was really cool. Um, We'll have this linked in the show notes so you guys can watch it because it was actually really interesting. Um, So his activity picked up a little bit, assumingly because it was unfamiliar but easy enough to follow. There were no major divergences in 
the composition, it was familiar enough that he probably could have picked up an instrument and played with them, I'm sure. Yeah. The next thing that they played, though, was a piece he was familiar with, and I think he even knew how to play it himself. And halfway through, one of the musicians went rogue and deviated from the melody, and they served up something completely unexpected, and the poor guy in the cap, his brain just, like, almost short-circuited because he could not, like, his brain could not cope. Interesting. Um, So his brain couldn't cope with the fact that he was familiar with this song, and out of nowhere, somebody started playing a completely, completely out of tune. It was hilarious. Let's pause. I want to show it to you really quick. Yeah. Yeah. That poor man. Yeah. Wasn't that crazy, though? That is crazy. Like, his, his face didn't change, but his brain was registering discomfort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. As soon as he, like, two notes in he was like what (laughs) like oh i can't no so what he goes on to explain what alan goes on to explain is that when we're listening to a piece of music that build up in a song Mm -hmm. we get excited by that and so like if you're into like edm or something like that when you get that build yeah you know right before the drop that drop it's that dopamine Sure, you know, it's that absolutely. hit of dopamine. It's the crescendo of the song. And that's why when we get obsessed to certain songs and we just beat the dopamine out of it and put yep. it on replay repeatedly just over and over and over again until we wring out every last shiny, bright, happy emotion out of it. Absolutely. That totally makes sense, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, then when you no longer get that dopamine hit from mm-hmm. the song, that's when you're kind of like, all right, I'm kind of, I'm over, over this it. song. Yeah. Like, I'm oh, over okay. It. I've milked it dry. Yeah. You literally like... Your brain is like, all right, been there, done that. It's so predictable that it just becomes It's no longer enticing. Exactly. That is fascinating. Yeah, that's why when you haven't heard a song that you really like in a while, you're like, oh my God, I forgot how much I love this song. It hits the same. Yeah, yeah. It's like just as good as I remember, Shania Twain. Oh, I could kick (sighs) a door in. (laughs) (laughs) Whose bed have your boots been under? My God. Man, I feel like a woman. I feel like the woman. Oh my God, I love Shania. But I, I thought do. that the whole concept was really cool. That is fascinating. All right, let me bring my notes back up so I can make sure that I stay on topic. I also get that way with a good salsa, even though that has no tie to any of my background. If a really good salsa song comes on, I absolutely want to shimmy. My fat ass was like, are we talking about food now? Are you going <laughs> to go get some chips? Are we going <sighs> to eat a snack? <laughs> I bet you I might be. There are three different things that you could have been talking about, and only one of them was food, and I went straight to it. She's like, chunky or... Yeah. What? Do we have pace, or do we? did we get something a little bit more authentic? Did you go to Supermercado? Yeah. Did you go to the Supermercado? I love, <laughs> I love it. Oh, okay. So that poor guy's brain almost short-circuited. Which I get. Yes. I, I feel that way about some of the, I, I'm like aging myself, but about some of like the more modern music that's coming out, like. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There are a few songs that I'm like, I can't, I, what? It, it, I, now I know how my parents felt. You know what I mean? Like when my Someday Nicki Minaj is going to be on the classics station. Cope yeah. with that. My knees click when I walk. I'm already there. I get it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm fine. That's our visual representation of Mackenzie aging. Mm -hmm. The other visual representation that I found um, for how 
mood, uh, music can affect your brain, um, <clears throat> was radiology professor Jonathan Burdett. He found through fMRI that listening to your favorite songs increases the amount of connections that light up in your brain and support feelings of self-awareness, empathy, and promote internal thought. Um, now, these scans can't tell us for certain what's going on inside of the brain chemically, so me being the Ravenclaw that I am, I had to dig looking for actual hormonal studies. Um, there was a lot available, but one that, like, when I went to go knock on the floodgate of Google <laughs> Scholar again to find these, I found a really in-depth hormone study, and I learned a lot about cortisol, oh, um, for one of sure. your major stress hormones. Mm -hmm. So do you want to know what can happen to you if you're stressed for too long? Yeah, absolutely. Hit me with it. <clears throat> Lack of sense of humor, irritability, feelings of anger, permanent tiredness, headaches, palpitations, hypertension, lack of appetite, digestive problems, and muscle pains or cramps. Fun, huh? Yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful time to be alive. Yeah. Yeah, but the great news is that there is no short of, shortage of evidence that music can combat high cortisol levels. It can trigger the dopamine um, response in your brain, it can create oxytocin and it can release endorphins. So <clears throat> you mentioned something earlier, um, about passing the, the music, yeah, pa pass passing the, the ox chord, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, one of the really cool things that I found interesting when I was listening to that Ted talk was that oxytocin is found to be boosted while singing, especially when you're singing with other people and even more so when you're singing and improvising with other people fascinating okay yeah so like okay. when when two people are just like riffing together or singing together or playing guitar together even anything that you're doing with another person it just makes me think of august rush for some reason you know when they're like doing yeah. the guitar battles in august mm -hmm. rush um it kind of reminds me of that but so when you when oxytocin is released that's like the main thing that helps you form emotional bonds and relationships with people so can you imagine you know, when you're in a band or something like that, how close everybody gets so quickly. That makes sense why they're basically like Families, family. yeah. Because yep. you're singing just together every day, creating music. Tons creating of oxytocin just flowing through your body together. You're getting dopamine hits with people. You're laughing with people. Like, you're having a great time. That is fascinating. I wouldn't have thought about that. But it makes, it does make sense, right? You're doing something very vulnerable, very mm -hmm. natural, mm -hmm. very, you know, natural to probably what our ancestors did right like think about long long time ago that's how there was a lot of storytelling and communication absolutely there are a lot of <clears throat> earlier cultures that didn't have written language necessarily but they were already singing songs and making music and dancing and all of that kind of stuff um so yeah ultimately the science says yes uh, music has the power to impact your mood as anything that has the power to impact your hormones can impact your mood, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but just how much and, and which songs do is very specifically and completely individualized and preferentially driven for every single different person. Um, and yes, this is your sign to put together a playlist with a whole bunch of songs that make you smile because we need all the happy hormones we can get. Put yourself on your own side. Make yourself a happy playlist. Um, that's very specific to you though remember because what you had mentioned there are surgeons that liked really hardcore rock yes or you know, country bumpkin country bumpkin you know don't yuck anybody's yum but you know one man's trash is another man's treasure when it comes to music but 100%. whatever your conditioning has been growing up if you had like there could be a happy song or something like that that people are like oh i love this song it's such a happy song but maybe like 
something really traumatic happened to you during that song. So it's not a happy song for you. And that actually sends you into a panic attack. Yeah, so it's com- not for you. Exactly. That's not one of your happy songs. So yep. just because there's like a formula to make a good pop song. Exactly. You know, yep. the, the same however many chords that you can string together for a pop song. It doesn't mean just because one pop song is happy, another one's going to be just because it sounds very similar. Exactly. Yep. You Take know? it or leave it. Find what works for you. And it's kind of funny. Now that you said like the pop song thing, it always reminds me of like how there was like Britney versus Christina, Backstreet <gasps> versus NSYNC back <gasps> in our day. Um, <gasps> and it's just, they hit different. It I'm just depends Brittany. on... Oh, Team Brittany all the way. Sorry, Team Christina. Brittany. I mean, I loved I'm you, but... Sorry. Oh. I didn't love you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're very I loved her pants. I was envious of her ability to wear the lowest low-rise pants I've ever seen in my life. I really liked that very nasally way she did everything. <laughs> I was really into that. I too am nasally. Yeah. I identify with that very heavily. And she like gave it her all. I mean, just love her for her. Burlesque is one of my favorite movies. Mm. I really loved that movie. And Cam Gigant Gigant is in it. Mm. He's a snack. Mm. Absolute snack. Also Cher. Oh, if I could turn back time. If love. I could find a way. <laughs> Please cut this. <laughs> no. <laughs> absolutely not this is my concert now buckle in i'm just gonna be ad-libbing the rest of the time i'm gonna rap that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna rap i'm gonna riff oh my gosh it's so good Um, i love it music therapy i want to know before um that's pretty much the bulk of my research is just that like yes it absolutely can impact um i will link all of the the cool articles that i found and everything so people can go look at actual stats if they want to I think that's fascinating. I love that there's so much research and I think there's so oh, much there's room tons. for more. There's room for more. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to know though, if you had to p- turn on a song right now that you knew for sure was going to make you like up- uplift your mood, what would you turn on right now? Oh. Could be a band even. I got a band. <sighs> I would probably go with Sometimes I feel like I have to look at my playlist, but I feel like immediately came to mind was, um, why am I blanking on band and title? I can see the cover art. That is bizarre. Yeah. Is it recent? No. Is it Queen? It should be Queen, but it wasn't. (laughs) I'm surprised it's not Queen. Is it Elton John? Oh, fucking love Elton John. Hold on. Let me look at my list. Mine's Hall & Oates. Like, just turn Hall & Oates on shuffle, and I'm having a nice time. I love that. Yeah. Why am I struggling with my life today? I think I'm overly, like, been in the sun since 9 a.m. You got a lot of exposure today. I really did. Just promise you're going to stay inside tomorrow when it's hotter than dick. I think I actually will today. Or tomorrow. God, my brain is dead. Oh, I also love that one. Always Remember Us This Way by Lady Gaga. I don't know why, but that song fucking gets me. Does it make you happy? 
<laughs> Running up that hill by Kate Bush. There you go. Kate Bush. Kate Bush. On like I've been listening to it a lot, and I yeah. know everyone's been like, it's because of Stranger Things. Oh sure, 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 sure. sure. Um, yeah. I, I was like, why can I not think of it? Because I was like, it's been making like a major comeback, mm-hmm. but it honestly is really fun to listen to. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like. I can see the cover art. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it in my brain, in my mind's eye. Yeah. So there you I can go. See the whole damn thing. Running up that hill, Kate Bush. I knew it was in my recently played. Um, and yes, it is because of Stranger Things, but it's very satisfying. It's very uplifting. Yeah, it is. It's a very uplifting song. I'm Thank happy. you, Stranger Things. I'm happy you found it. It would have bugged you. I had to look because I was like, it's there. It's in my mind's eye. Incredible. Um, but it's very satisfying to listen to. And I'm really, where, how far are you in Stranger Things? Oh, I want to say I'm about halfway, but I cannot confirm nor deny. I got very distracted by Gordon Ramsay's Hotel Hell from 2012. Fair. Okay. Well, I'm just glad this song is getting the attention it deserves. And I'm also glad that it, it saves lives. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say about that. Okay. Okay. Oh my God. I'm so excited now. Yeah. Damn it. I'm going to binge that now. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next time that we get together, we're going to be doing something a little bit more witchy. We're going to be talking about palm reading. Oh, oh God. God. I got my Bible out for this yes. one. We're really excited about this one. Ken's is going to, I don't know how deep we're going to go. It's going to be fun. Um, we're going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to give her my paws. Should I get a manicure? Are you going to be offended by my garden hands? My nails are so dirty. It's natural to you. Let them be. Let them be. I was pulling grass out of my moss patches today. Yeah. And my nails are just hobgoblin-y. It's perfect. It's it's your destiny. I'm a forest sprite. You'll just have to deal with it. Already been dealt. Already been dealt. Well, it's going to be super fun. Yeah. Um, we're very excited. I'm very excited. I am too. There's more research. There's more scholarly information than you think. <laughs> loose scholarly okay it's not like evidence-based but there's more information than you would think there's evidence around past lives being a real thing so i'm open to it you know absolutely i'm open to most concepts yeah i'm pretty excited organized religion still spooks me a little bit but Mm, you know you know Mm -hmm. all right right. well that is a wrap for today everybody thank you so much for joining us um thank you for listening to me ramble thank you for listening to hopefully go listen to that ted talk i showed it to ken's and it was it's, it's cool. fascinating it's cool um so get your guasha stone geisha guasha <laughs> memoirs of a geisha stone <laughs> get your guasha stone and make your and rub uh, your face with it yeah and make a Make a playlist that makes you happy. Yes, make a playlist that makes you happy. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe on our Instagram, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we would really love if you go on our Instagram and comment what a song that makes you really happy is so we can see if it gives us some happy hormones. Yeah, I'm looking for some new recommends. I'm not great at finding new music myself. I rely on a lot of my olds so mm-hmm, help mm-hmm. help a sister out yeah definitely i love finding new music all right thank you guys very much have a wonderful rest of your day do the best things that you can and follow your bliss beautifuls bye-bye 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 now okay bye-bye go home <laughs> okay really bye <laughs>